What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods, and you know what school that we continually have on the show. Headed back to Jacksonville State, and we have one of the best wide receivers in the FCS on the show today. Our guy, P.J. Wells, an A-Sun All-American as a redshirt freshman for the Gamecocks, along with being a top three leading wide receiver in the A-Sun with over 500 receiving yards this year. Had a breakout season for the Gamecocks. P.J., man, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate it for letting me, man. Absolutely. Well, man, you came out of Westbrook, Westbrook uh, Christian High School, out of high school, man. You were an all-district player. And just kind of walk me through your recruitment. Who was on you first? Who was recruiting you the hardest? And just kind of talk about your recruiting experience as a whole. Okay. Um, so, I actually, uh, coming out of high school, uh, I had uh, zero offers. Um, yeah, so – I mean, I got a preferred walk on a JSU. Um, I had a couple of other colleges, but they were like uh, D2. And I had a lot of interest from like places like Mississippi Valley. Um, yeah, that, that's probably the only other uh, interested D1 school that I got. And um, yeah. So. Yeah. And so, you know, well, why did you ultimately, what made Jacksonville State your preferred walk on spot over some of the other schools that may have been offering you? Um, I knew uh, the history of JSU. I knew um, they had a history of winning a, a tradition of um, just being dominant on the field. And I kind of want to be a part of that because they always play for championships. And uh, and I really liked the staff. I really liked um, coming in. I had Coach Gross coaching. I really liked him the way um, that he uh, pushed us to be better men better in the classroom, just better overall. So it was just more than football for me. That's why I chose the issue. Uh, I like it, man. And listen, this season was was a crazy one. I mean, especially for the FCS coming off a of spring season, a very quick turnaround for all you guys. But we got to talk about, you know what game this year, you guys got put on the map. I mean, every ESPN highlight for like three weeks was you guys. And I mean, you might not have caught the pass, but you were the first guy there for the celebration, man. Walk me through the Florida State game, that play, and how much did this win, like how much did it mean to the program and you guys as a team? So, uh, I mean, we knew it was a big game. We knew coming in, it was going to be the underdogs. Um, So, uh we we get there and the atmosphere is just crazy. I'm like I'm like anything I've ever seen because I play. I'm from two way football, um, so so we get there. Um, it's just smoke everywhere. It was just a great atmosphere, great experience. End of the game, um, we're driving. It's like I think it was close to like it was the last play actually. Yeah, the last play, the um, walk off touchdown. So uh, I ran my route. Coop looked at me. I wasn't open. Then all of a sudden, I just see the ball soaring through the air. I was like, hey, "Ain't no way!" And then all of a sudden, I see my boy uh, DJ Phil. Yeah, Philway. Um, he catches the ball. Ahmad jumps in front of the cornerback, uh, tries to uh, tackle him, and then um, DJ just runs to the end zone. Oh my goodness! It was just, it just it, all types of emotions coming through me. So uh, yeah, that was that was that was crazy. Oh wow. <laughs> I knew you guys thought you could win. We had Nakario on here before the season, and he told me, he said, we're getting UAB or Florida State. He said, one of those teams is getting beat, and it ended up being Florida State on that crazy last play, man. But, you know, other than that, it was – you guys had a brutal schedule. Let's just be honest. UAB, Florida State, Sam Houston, Central Arkansas. I mean, you, and you guys had played everybody who was good, including, like, UT Martin. So, for you, what were your final takeaways on the 2021 season? 
Um, me personally, I, I, I didn't play a single snap before um, UAB game. So coming in, um, knowing that I have a chance, I just have just a lot to prove. It just didn't, it didn't matter who lined up against me. I just, I want to win regardless of whoever's standing on the other side of the uh, line of scrimmage. So um, I would just take, um, you just never know when it's your chance. And when it's your chance, take full advantage. Yeah, and I mean, so for you, man, you mentioned this was your first season taking snaps, and you're talking about a preferred walk-on who just made the first-team All-American list for the A-Sun. One, what what grade would you give yourself this year? And two, did it feel just reassuring to know that all those schools that overlooked me probably wish they had me now? Oh, yeah, it, it, I definitely came in with a chip on my shoulder, just like guys who passed up on me, and I just wanted to give uh, my, my all to Coach Gross because he, he's the one who took the chance on me. Um so, yeah, I, I would say that this year was just, I would just say just you never know. You know, just all your hard work um, will pay off as long as you just put the time in and the work in. So, Yeah, and I mean, I always like to ask players about this because I don't think anyone always looks at it from the player's perspective. How tough was the coaching change this season for you and the team? Um, at first, it was hard. It was hard um, knowing that the guy we love wasn't going to be there for the last two games, a guy that we respected. But um, Coach Thurman came in, and we actually got closer. And we, we, I feel like we played a whole lot harder. We played a whole lot smarter just because, like, we were playing for the guys in that locker room because you just there was just, like, a lot of negative talk through the uh, media, um, just a lot of guys bashing us in, in our name. So, um at the end of the day, it's just the guys who you, you play next to. You just play for the guy next to you. Yeah, and so um, you guys have a new coach now, head coach Rich Rodriguez. One, he's a story coach, man. Has won at multiple levels. For you, what are your what was your initial reaction when you heard who was going to be your next head coach? And as he's gotten in the building, how do you feel about it now? Um, I, I feel like Coach um, Rodriguez. I feel like he's a he's a good coach. That's a, a great coach. Um, I. Yeah, you already know Alabama football is so big, and so um, when when somebody told me that um, that he was almost the coach before Nick Saban, I was like, wow! Like a coach of that caliber at JSU, not knocking JSU, it's just all right. That's just a big name coach, so I'm excited. And then and then I heard that he um, at Ole Miss, he was there when DK Metcalf was there. So I, I look up to DK. So I'm excited to see what he's gonna um, help us do for the. Um, coming years absolutely man and i mean one of the big things is he has experience at the fbs level which you guys are moving to the fbs very soon for you as a player on the team what are your thoughts on this program moving up to the fbs level and what are you looking forward to most as you guys move up um i, I would say uh, i'm excited about the level of competition gonna go up it's gonna it's gonna take a we got to take what we do to the next level every day. We have to come in and work hard um, and just, just play our game, do what we can do. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and so, you know, you redshirt your first season, and then you had the spring season, which was just absolutely crazy for the FCS. And this was your first year of really getting on the field and contributing. How has your, how has your game evolved from when you stepped on campus as a red shirt to now being a first team, all American? Um, I would say the, uh, I would say I understand the speed of the game. Now I understand what it takes 
now since I played my first season, I know what I need to work on. I know um, just the guys who I played against this year, I know all like what works and what doesn't, so I can just really uh, um, evaluate or evolve my game. Yeah, I like it, man. So if you had to evaluate yourself as a player right now, PJ, what do you think your biggest, like, one or two top strengths are as a wide receiver? Um, I would say I'm a pretty smart player. Uh, I can – I understand sometimes I understand the coverages. I understand what leverage he's playing. Uh, another strength I would say is I have, I think I have pretty good hands, and I'm just long. So my catch radius is pretty, um, pretty wild. Yeah, and so, you know, when you watch film during the week for a game, man, what are the biggest things you're looking for in your matchup? Do you, like, I know you watch the corners. I know you look at the coverages and things like that. But kind of walk me through how you evaluate a defense as you enter game week. Um, Personally, I I, I look and see if the guy really loves football. Is he going to come down and make the big hit? Is she going to put hands on me? Is he going to be physical throughout the game? And I I like looking at, like, the fourth quarter – the fourth quarter plays when everybody's tired, is he going to get the extra mile? Is he going to, um, is he going to come out there and just, just play, be a dog. And that, that really helps me. Oh man. I like, that's the first ever time I've heard someone say that. So I really like that answer. You want to see like, am I going to beat you in the fourth quarter when it, that's the best answer, man. I think I've heard of that question since we've had the show, but to get to get you, to, yeah, you already mentioned Metcalf, but to get to know you a bit better, what NFL wide receivers do you think you model your game after the most? Um, I would probably say uh, Keenan Allen. He, he's just a, he's just all around great player, and I feel like he's he's highly rated. Um, he he's got great quickness. He's he don't look like the fastest, but his feet are really good. He has good strong hands, and that's somebody who like really just uh, inspires me. To, to just be the, the player that nobody thinks you can be. Um, I like it. So I know some players are very superstitious. I've had players say they can't listen to anything outside of one song. They got to wear a certain thing. They have to do certain things in order for you. Walk me through your pregame routine on game days. So um, I, I actually, I started off by listening to some gospel music, like some slow gospel music um, to try to get my anxiety down. Because everybody deals with anxiety sometimes, whether you want to oh, say yeah. it or not. So uh, I do that, and I just—I don't know—I can't listen to nothing that's just like too fast-paced. Um, so I'll—I'll I'll play like some slower songs to just get my mind slow, my mind down, think about the game. Uh, so and I do that, and uh, I go out to the field and I—I I walk around and just just picture the game before it actually happens. Oh man, I like and I, I like I like that. I was like the same way when I was playing. I had to I couldn't I mean if you played like the hard rock or like the the crazy loud music, I would just get way too hype and I would be too amped to like actually play, man. So I, I feel that, but as an O lineman, I guess I could be a little bit more hype than you because you gotta at least focus on running your routes and things like that. But when you're looking at a cornerback, man, and you're out in the open space or you're lined up ready to take the snap, what's the number one mistake a cornerback can make against you? Um, probably looking back for the ball because if you do that, the ball is probably already in my hands. Um, and, and another mistake that a lot of corners do is they, I, I switch up my releases throughout the season. So sometimes I'll give them like a little head fake inside. Other times I just jump, uh, I just jump start, which means I just jump up and just go where I need to go. So, um, a lot, a lot of cornerbacks do that. 
Oh, man. I like it. So this one, I love asking wide receivers this because every DB I've had on here is says they're the biggest trash talker to ever exist and that they're always in the court. wide receiver's ear. How much trash talk do you talk during a game? Or are you just like, I'll focus on the next play and I'll get you next time? No, I actually, I'm actually kind of cool on the field. Like um, if a dude tries to talk trash, I'm like, man, come on, man. I'm just like her playing. And, or I say a joke or something like that. Like it's just, it's just business. I'm not going to take – I can't take nothing personal. That's whenever they get you, you take it personal. They don't ever see the first guy. They see the second guy. <laughs> that, that's true. Okay, so I got to ask because we've had multiple Jacksonville State DBs on here, and they all said they talk a lot of trash. How much trash do they talk in practice to you guys? How competitive is practice between you guys oh. and the DBs? No, it's ridiculous, especially <laughs> Nakario. No, Nakario <laughs> is the nicest – He's the nicest guy to feel about. As soon as he's on the field, he it's it's just extreme. It's life or death. Like, oh yeah, me, me, me him has had some few words before, but I love that guy to death. Uh, he's the reason I asked that question to the wide receivers because when he came on here, he said no one could talk trash better than me. He was like, I am in their ear from the time the ball snaps till the time the game's over. But for you, man, it not not at Jacksonville State, but in a in a game, who's the best cornerback that you've ever had to go one on one against? Mm. Probably Jack. I'm not even kidding. Probably Jack was Peyton, because um, whenever like my first two years, that's when he was here. Sometimes I go. I think I've caught maybe like a, two balls from him. Like, with, and I've went up against him probably about twenty five times. Like that dude is just strapped. Like seatbelt. That dude's unreal. Um, yeah, we we had him on here over at Alabama State now. And, I mean, he, he led the swack and pass breakups, everything. I mean, the, that dude, like you said, is built different. But on the current roster, this is this is going to be a tough one. Which Jacksonville State DB right now is the toughest matchup for you in practice? Well, that's tough. That's tough. The, all, all our cornerbacks are just, ooh, that's tough. We got some good cornerbacks. I'll probably say Marco Baker or Malik Feaster. Oh, man. You guys are all you guys are almost like the DBU of like FCS. I mean, when you look back at even the guys like Jacquez and uh, I believe it's Joiner at uh, Western Illinois now coming from Jackson, uh, Jacksonville State, too. I mean, he finished sixth in the uh, Buck Buchanan award list. I mean, you guys had some real dogs in the back end of that defense over the past few years. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, man, listen, you made you made the All-American list. You you were the one of the breakout players on Jacksonville State's team. You still have some years left on you, man, but how do you keep that motivation at the level that it needs to be to be the best wide receiver you can be? Um, honestly, I just think about just the people who just didn't believe in me, people who didn't give me a chance, and uh, I think about maybe one day I do get a chance to go to the NFL. I think about that, and um, whenever I work hard, I, um, I, I just love, I just, I, I really love, like, the preparation of the game. That That's probably my favorite part of the actual game um, that we play. And uh, I, was, I would say probably um, my family is a big motivation. PJ, man, I can't thank you enough. I mentioned before we started recording how grateful I was you coming on the show, man. But listen, I know you'll be in college for a few years now. NIL is a big thing, man. So go ahead and let them know where they can find you on social media. We're going to blow this up. More opportunities for you down the line. And you can also give any and all shout outs that you want to give, man. This time is yours. Okay. So um, my Instagram, you can find it at uh, lowercase pjwells.com. Uh, 
13. My Twitter is uh, lowercase pjwells.5. So you can just look me up on any of those social media platforms. Um, my DM is always open. Uh, and, yeah, I'll be getting back to you. Absolutely, man. Guys, like I always say on these interviews, man, it's all about supporting the players. The bigger we can get social media and their brand built, the more NIL opportunities and opportunities even after they graduate they can get. So it's always support the players on this platform at least. But, PJ, man, good luck on, you know, next season, man. I hope you all have a great all season. And, I listen, I will be reaching out after next year. I'm expecting another All-American Award, man. I already I already can see it happening, man. And great and good luck on your next season. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. But, guys, for PJ, myself, and the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now.